Praise the Lord. Isn't he a great God? Amen. Amen. You might be seated. Thank you, Jesus. You look good tonight. Amen. Brother Nano, come on up and bless us tonight. How many are ready for a word? Amen. I'm excited about what God's going to do. Let's lay our, stretch your hands this way and let's pray for him. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for the man of God who you have put the word of God in for tonight. And I pray that our hearts and our ears will be open to what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us, God. Lord, let your anointing rest upon him. Let your glory be revealed through him. Let your, let your name be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you this evening. Yeah, listen, let me get in front of young people tonight. There's some brave young people. Did y'all? Well. Did y'all bother to tell them that um, they are sitting in the spray zone? I do sound like I have a frog in my throat tonight, but I assure you that it's allergies. This is every season, allergies season, uh, and I'm sure many here tonight probably are contending with the same stuff. But i tell you what, I'll take the allergies long as springtime is coming. Amen. I love this time of year. I love the spring and the warm weather. Um, and if, if you love cold weather, that's no offense to you. But I don't. <laughs> Praise God. It is good to see you. Good to be with you. I thought y'all were going to get rowdy this morning there for just a moment. And I was going to tell y'all if y'all did that tonight, y'all were going to have to behave. But no, you know, I thank God for his presence. I thank God for the spirit of the Lord that, uh, that meets with us. And not just for a visitation. But you know, when we worship God, when we... When we truly worship God in spirit and truth, we, we create an atmosphere for him to dwell in. You realize that? I mean, we, those of us that you've been spirit-filled here tonight, we come in. The spirit of God comes with us. But there's a ministering of the Holy Ghost that when we worship him in spirit and truth, he dwells in that presence. I mean, his presence dwells in our worship. We create that atmosphere. And I love to worship my God and my Savior um, and just express it. And you may express yourself differently than, than I do, and that's okay. We all worship him. Sometimes I, I was sharing this fact with someone not too long ago. I said, I'm an emotional person. I'm a passionate person. Usually everything that I do, I give it everything I have. I don't, I don't do anything halfway. If I know how to do it all the way, I want to do it all the way. And that may not look the same for you as it does for me. There are times that, 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 that when I'm here and the Spirit of God is moving, all I can do is weep. That is my expression of worship to my God. And then there's sometimes, I'm sure some of you hear me, hallelujah, all across the, the sanctuary. But that's okay. I'm just expressing my love and my gratitude for my God and what he's done in my life. If you knew what he done for me, you would understand why I cry and why I shout and why I want to give my God praise. Amen. If you knew everything that he'd done in my life, you would better understand. But I'm not making excuses. I'm not apologizing for my worship. But I just want you to know that when we worship, whatever that looks like, we create an atmosphere for God to come in and dwell among his people. Now, that was free. That didn't cost you anything extra, okay? If you would, I'm going to ask you, if you've got your Bibles, in however form that may be, and I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand in honor of, re of the reading of the Word of God. Just for a few moments. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians. 
while you're going there, I'm going to scoop these cords back because if I don't, I'm going to be on my face, and I promise you it won't be because the Spirit is on me. It'll be because I tripped all up in them cords there. Ephesians chapter 5. Come on, let your hair down. Let's just go ahead. It's just us and Facebook. I hope I have some friends in Mississippi that are with us tonight. I invited them to tune in if you do the, we do the, the evening service on Facebook. But it's just us. I promise I'm trying not to spit too much. Do I need another one? But turn with me into the book of Ephesians. And, and as I began to prepare for this evening's service, I zeroed, kind of zeroed in on one school of thought to bring to us that I felt that the Lord was prompting me to do. And as I began to prepare throughout the last few weeks and few days, it seemed as though I, I believe the Spirit of the Lord had, had, was calling me to back up in this chapter and not just parachute in on our subject tonight and on our topic tonight, but I believe that he would have me to back up and read a little uh, uh, some previous verses that will kind of funnel us in to where we are going tonight. So if you will, if you will bear with me, in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, Paul writing here, he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. And hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication in all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named once among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, who hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light." In the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Somebody say, the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Father, we want to thank you tonight that we have the privilege of being in your house, that we have this opportunity that you have afforded us to stand before your people in this sanctuary before the saints of God tonight to proclaim your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for your anointing in this place. God, I give you praise for these old hymns and songs that we've sung here tonight and how they resonate in our spirit, Lord, and how we worship you through them. And we thank you, God, for the saints of God tonight, Lord, that have turned away the cares of this world and came out to hear your word 
here in this place. Thank you, God. We ask you to bless this word. Just release your anointing through us now. Lord, your word declares because of the anointing, the yoke is destroyed. And I pray, God, tonight that you will just use me as a mouthpiece to proclaim and declare the word of the Lord in our hearing here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to back up just a few verses and, and kind of take us to where we're going tonight. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole chapter again, I promise. I want to go back to verse 14 and begin. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I want to take just a few moments tonight and speak to us on this thought, just this one phrase from our reading tonight, but be filled with the Spirit. The passage of Scripture I've chosen for my text tonight speaks to us with a contemporary dialect. It sounds very contemporary. It speaks to the now generation in terms that are very easy to be understood. In the text that I've read to you tonight, the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Ephesus in a language that is so contemporary that it sounds as if he's addressing a peacemakers convention. Or maybe he's gotten together a, local, uh, a group of local believers like you and I here tonight. It's almost as if the Apostle Paul is intensely aware of the problems that perplex today's Christians. But the discourse of the Apostle Paul is not one of ignorance or unconcern, but he appeals to their wisdom and to their understanding, urging them not to be unwise, but to understand what the will of the Lord is. Then he goes on to reveal a portion of God's will for their lives in a twofold injunction. One, is positive and one is negative. In the negative injunction, he begins by saying, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Now, the phrase excess has given some people a lot of problems. Come on. Come on, can I get a witness? I said the phrase, wherein is excess, has given some people a lot of problems. The word excess, translated in the Greek, is asotia. It literally means riotous or rioting. In common terminology, I believe he is saying, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess because it leads to riotous living. Come on, can I get a witness? It leads to a life that comes apart at the seams. In this negative injunction, I believe to, he is saying to this contemporary generation, don't get strung out on anything. Don't partake of anything that dulls your senses. Hallelujah. Keep control of your mind. Keep control of your life and keep control of your faculties. Hallelujah. In this negative injunction, he tells us in that context, and I would dare say tonight many of us, if time would allow, could and would certainly stand and testify of this fact. And others of us could also stand and testify of, oh, how God's marvelous and amazing grace has delivered us from such a life of riotous living. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a praise in this house. The negative injunction Paul presents here is be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Now let's look at the positive injunction. But be filled with the Spirit. I believe he is telling us that if it is wrong to be drunk with wine, and it is, it is equally as right to be filled with the Spirit. 
I believe the Apostle Paul is telling this now generation that if we are struggling with coping with our society and this corrupt and confused culture, we find ourselves seemingly trapped in. There is no answer other than living a life in the fullness of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He's saying that drugs and alcohol and illicit lifestyle is not the way to cope. Oh, they may produce a momentary thrill, but when when the thrill is gone, the problems, the circumstances are still there. But being filled with the Spirit leads one into a new dimension. The problems are still there, but being filled with the Spirit enables us to rise above the circumstances and live on a level above the problems that surround us. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness in this house tonight? Hallelujah. I will never forget many years ago when I took my, my first official commercial airline flight. My destination was Sarasota, Florida. It wasn't long into that flight. We got up to almost cruising altitude, and that airplane started jerking and shaking and swaying and moving back and forth. And if any of you know what I'm talking about, you know how unsettling that that can be. Oh, yes. But I want to tell you tonight that it wasn't very long but in all of that turbulence when we encountered it that there was a voice that came over the intercom and it said this is your captain speaking my God the voice said this is your captain speaking he said we have encountered some turbulence but he said not to worry buckle your seatbelt hallelujah he said I'm going to fly us up above the turbulence and you know what since I've never flown a plane I don't know what he did in that cockpit but one thing or I wondered maybe he double clutched it pulled back on the steering column pushed forward on the throttle I don't know how he did it but all I know is that that plane did what it was given power to do hallelujah and the nose of that thing started up and it kept climbing up and it wasn't long until it leveled off and it was smooth as glass and I was glad Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you catch the part about that plane doing what it was given power to do? The captain had the control and it moved. I'll tell you what he didn't do. I'll preach to y'all, brother and sister. What he didn't do was move the turbulence. But he repositioned that plane. I want to tell you, living a life in the fullness of God's Spirit doesn't always mean there won't be any turbulence. But I'll tell you, in my darkest night, in my most turbulent time, there was a voice that comes over the loudspeaker in my spirit and says, this is your captain speaking. I got this in control. Hallelujah. The turbulence was still there. The shaking was still there in my life. But I want to tell you, there was a peace that passed all understanding that came over my spirit when the captain spoke into my life. He identified himself, and then he spoke those words, I have this in control. Hallelujah. Praise Almighty God. Hallelujah. Living a life in the fullness of God's Spirit will enable us to rise above the confusion, the chaos, the turbulent moments of this life. The problems and circumstances are still there, but somehow, by the grace of God, we are able to lift ourselves above the circumstances, the chaos, and the confusion, and find smooth sailing when we live in the power of God's Holy Spirit. And the glorious thing about it, it's not momentary and it's not temporary. Hallelujah. Wherein, and he tells us in this context, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. 
Of all brothers and sisters of all that we know or think we know, one thing we need to know is that we have been filled with His Spirit. God is no longer content to dwell in tabernacles made of wood and plaster, but He longs, I said He longs to dwell within the heart and the lives of those people that long to be filled with His Spirit. Hallelujah. I hoped and thought that my other part of my family would be here tonight, but they've got things going on, and I hope that my granddaughter would be here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it anyway. She'll soon be 12 years old, and I've already heard the words like, this boy at school, and I said, no. Yeah, that's a very profound grandpa statement, No. Not yet. If I got anything to do with it, not ever. Huh, brother? So, I said, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to start this off right. I don't know what their mom and daddy's telling her, but here's what I tell her. I say, Madeline, what if a boy acts like he's interested in you? And I, what do they call it? Going out today, going, what, what's the term? I don't know. I'm so far behind. We went steady. I mean, that was what we did. Anyway, I said if that boy asks you, if he wants you to go somewhere with him, chaperoned, number one. Come on, grandparents, mom and dad. Yeah, they, they're, they're human. I said if he says anything about that to you, here's what you say back. Have you been born again? I'm serious as a heart attack. I said, if he acts like he's interested in you, the first question you have for him, have you been born again? She said, okay, Papa. And I said, the next question you ask him, has he received the Holy Ghost since he believed? Hallelujah. Then I'm serious as a heart attack because if he don't love God first, he won't love her right. Did you, did you hear what I just said? If he does not love God, and I mean, that goes for young ladies as well. If she doesn't love God first, she won't love your son or your grandson right either. Come on. Now, there are a number of reasons as to why we need to be filled with the Spirit. I'm just going to bring you three. That would have been a real good place to say amen. Number one. God has commanded us as believers. Be not drunk with wine, that's a command. But be filled with the Spirit, that's a command also. The grammatical mood of both injunctions is imperative, meaning He is not suggesting that we be filled with the Spirit. He is commanding us to be filled with the Spirit. The word translated filled here literally means to satisfy as to content. Now, if you have a Strong's Concordance, which I would suggest all Bible students have to study from and to look up words and have a better understanding of the context that the words are put into Scripture. But if you have one and you look up the word um, filled in your concordance, along, among the list of words that are there, translated as filled, you will find this very profound term there. And it's called cram. And I don't believe we would be doing the Scripture damage if we were to translate and say what Paul has said, that God commanded us to be crammed full of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. My friend, there is a part of you and I that has been reserved. There is a nature in you and I that is bent toward God. There is a part of you that nothing else can satisfy. Thrills can't do it. Highs can't do it. Your husband can't do it. Your wife can't do it. Your children can't do it. My grandchildren can't do it. And there is only one that can appease the desire that is placed within you and me for communion with God and that is the Holy Spirit of the living God 
God wants to live within you, walk within you, and he is so concerned about doing it that he has commanded us as believers to be filled with his Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, Jesus gathered his disciples together just before he ascended back to the Father and commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he, ye have heard of me, John truly baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Hallelujah. What I'm declaring to you tonight in this hour which we find ourselves with the forces of hell literally turned loose. Nothing less than what that early church had in their upper room experience will suffice for you and for me today. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. If we're going to be effective in our preaching, if we're going to be effective in our teaching, if we're going to be effective in our singing, if we're going to be effective in our witnessing, our worship, and our warfare, we are first going to have to go by the cross of Calvary and experience the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus and then stop off by an upper room and be introduced to the third person of the triune God and let him fill our lives with his presence. My God, that would be a real good place to give God praise. Hallelujah. The first reason, and rightfully so at the top of the list, is because God has commanded us to be filled with the Spirit. Secondly, because it is possible. There are some who would argue that a post-conversion of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not needed in this day and time. I know we're in a Pentecostal setting, but there are people, there are churches, denominations that declare that a post-experience, salvation experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not even needed in this day and hour. Nor, not only that, some will even go farther and declare that it's not even possible. But I'm reminded of what the Apostle Peter said under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he preached that first great sermon. In Acts 2.29, he said, For the promises unto you and to your children and to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What he didn't say was, he didn't say the promise was. He didn't say the promise will be or could be or might be or should be. He said the promise is unto you and your children. Peter also reminds us of what old brother Joel prophesied hundreds of years before the day of Pentecost as he penned these words under the anointing of the Spirit of God in Acts 2, 16 and 17. He said, but this is that. Hallelujah. My friend, I want to tell you, when I was preparing for this, I almost just stopped right there and started a whole new message because this is that that I'm talking about tonight. Joel went on to say, which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams. It shall come to pass when, brother Joel, in the last days, saith whom, brother Joel, saith God. What's he going to do, brother Joel? Pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. If I understand anything about the headlines I read or if I understand anything about biblical prophecy, I believe we are seeing it fulfilled before our very eyes. Hallelujah. Pointing us toward the eastern sky saying, look up and prepare to hear the sound of the trumpet. The Lord is soon to return. Hallelujah. These are the last days. If there has ever been a generation 
if there has ever been a people, if there has been ever been a time so that so needed the infilling of the Holy Ghost, it is now. It is us. It is this generation, and it is possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Not only has God commanded us, Not only is it possible, but it's also our privilege. Come on. It is our privilege. In the late 80s and early 90s, American Express had an ad slogan. Some of you may remember that. I'm not guessing anyone's age. I may be telling off on mine. But they had an ad slogan that said membership has its privileges. Meaning, if you qualified for and you had an American Express card, there were certain financial perks that went along with that card. Now, I never had one because I was too young in the early 80s, or late 80s, early 90s. You had purchasing power as a privilege. Well, can I tell somebody tonight that in the family of God and the kingdom of God, membership has its privileges. And one of those privileges for the believer and the born again is being filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Allow me, if you will, call your attention to Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 13 and 14. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until... I said, until the redemption of the purchased possession, hallelujah, to the praise and unto the praise of his glory. What I have discovered is that many believers live beneath their privileges. Come on, I'm just keeping it real tonight. Many believers live beneath their privileges. They become satisfied to live beneath the privileges that God has promised. I'm not sure why, unless, quite possibly, they, you are, they are afraid of something that some unfilled person, yes, he said it, and some unfilled preacher told them about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Some of you understand what I'm saying. Many years ago, I had a good friend of mine who was no stranger to God, but because of some very unwise choices, he found himself on the wrong side of the law. And while he was incarcerated, he began to realize the gravity of his choices and the circumstances that his choices created. He recognized the gravity of that and understood those choices and the consequences. And while he was in jail, he cried out to God and repented of his sin. And he called out to God and God filled him and baptized him in the Holy Ghost in that jail cell. And he began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance to him. He shared his testimony one time. He was relating it to me, how he shared his testimony to a preacher of another denomination. And in exchange for his testimony, that preacher tried to convince him that surely that was of the devil. Oh, yes. And you let me go ahead. I'm going to pull over and park right here just a moment. I'm not going to pitch a tent. I'm just going to park here for just a moment. It is very dangerous. You hear me. I'm, I'm, I, some people, I, I don't know how preachers can get away, and I'm not saying anything about Brother Paul, Pastor Paul, 
But let me tell you something. God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. His mercies are new every morning and all of the good attributes and accolades that we could give God that he rightly deserves, but he's also dangerous. He's also dangerous. It is a dangerous thing for someone to attribute a work of God as being a work of the devil. It's in your Bible. But this friend of mine, after sharing that testimony, that preacher told him, well, that was surely of the devil. Oh, my word. Hallelujah. Oh, but you hear the words of Jesus in Matthew 7, 11. If ye, then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? I just want to tell someone tonight, if you need to be filled with the Spirit and you come to this altar, God Almighty is your Father and Jesus is your rich elder brother and you having been born into the family of God, come desiring to be filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost, you won't have to worry one moment about receiving a counterfeit or a devil. You see, Jesus said, Matthew 7, 9, and 10, What man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you come asking for the Holy Spirit, if you come asking for sanctification, if you come asking for healing, he is your heavenly Father. He has the power over the power of the darkness of this world. Your answer and my answer will come when we sincerely seek him. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Just before Jesus left this world, he gave us a promise. In John 16 and 7, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. The testimony of the 120 in the upper room is sufficient to me that he kept his promise. But that's not where it stopped. Hallelujah. And from the time the disciples left that borrowed upper chamber until this, God has been content continually and consistently filling believers with his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 I want to ask our musicians to come. If someone will come to the piano, if you would stand with me. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Earlier this week, I was working on a project in my shop. And as I always do, before I take a project out or send it out or take it out for installation, I always make sure I look it over real good for two reasons. Number one, I am human and I make mistakes. And number two, a lot of the products that we have in our market today for what I do with woodworking are full of imperfections. You would think that the price that we're paying for those products right now would be perfect, but they are far from it. So there's this miracle thing that someone came up with years ago. It's called wood filler. It even makes me look good. So as I began to get ready and prepare this project to, for delivery, And because I work for myself, usually by myself, I talk to myself. Some of y'all look at me so sanctified, you know what I'm talking about. Now, I talk to God while I'm working, too. That is some of the most intimate moments that I have because I'm, I've done what I've done for so many years. A lot of times I just do it 
because it's, it, it just, not that it flows out of me, but I can do repetitive things and my mind is with Him and I'm communing with God while I'm working and working in my shop and even out on the job. But as I began to look at that piece, looking at it and checking it, making sure that that's, everything's completed on it before I sent a message to my client asking her when she wanted it delivered, I said, self, look it over real good and see if there's anything that needs filling. And instantly, the whole, Brother Paul, I mean instantly, the Holy Ghost checked me. And referring to this service tonight, I said, oh God, look it over and feel anything or anyone that needs filling. My God. And that is my prayer tonight. That has been my prayer since I have began to prepare this message is I have said, Lord, look us over. I said, I don't know who will be in the house that Sunday evening, but I'm just asking you to look us over and fill anything that needs filling, meaning anyone. Maybe it's not. Maybe you have been filled with the Spirit. Maybe there's something that, maybe you're away from God. Here's something else the Lord showed me, and I'm going to share this with you, and then I'm going to just give you an opportunity to, to find you a place in this altar. And if you need prayer for something, I want to pray with you. But I did what I told myself to do. I filled all those places that I could see that needed filling, which weren't many. And I got it sanded down and prepared and ready to, to take out and deliver. And the next morning when I went out to the shop to bring that piece out and put it on my truck I noticed that when I got it in the daylight there were some things I missed in the artificial light sometimes when we approach God we want to get under the artificial light let me tell you something if you truly want what God's will is for your life, you may have to let God remove that artificial lighting that you've been using to light up things in your life and you're wondering why it hadn't been going like you've wanted it to go. Would you have the courage tonight to tell God, I'm ready to step into the authentic, real light of your word shine it on my life because I do not want to live one more moment without the spirit of God inside of me would you bow your heads with me just a moment father thank you hallelujah thank you for your presence in this place tonight Lord, we, we have done what we believe, what you have spoken in our spirit to do. And I ask you right now, by the person and the power of the Holy Ghost, that you will just look us over. These young people, the seniors, the elders, anyone and everyone in this place, anyone under the sound of my voice, look us over here tonight. Let us have the courage to say to you I want to be filled with your spirit and Lord when you do that we will be careful and we will give you praise for everything that you do in our lives in Jesus name I want to ask you something every head bowed and every eye closed no one looking around, please. I know, I know some of us are not as outward and passionate and loud and long as I am, and I respect that. 
But if you're here tonight and you would have the courage to, if, if you need to be filled with the Spirit, and, and I'll just go ahead and say this. This seems to be, this seems to be a little bit trending or drifting away in, even in the church of God. It's like speaking in tongues. It's starting to be taboo. But if, when we look into the Scriptures, when those people in the Bible filled with the Holy Ghost, the first outward evidence of that infilling that they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And if you're here tonight, I'm not telling you to seek tongues. If you're here tonight and you say, Brother Royce, I want to be filled with the Spirit, would you just slip your hand up right where you are? I'm, I'm not going to trick you. I promise I'm not going to trick you and come back there and drag you up here and huddle all around you but I do want to give you an invitation if you're here and you want to be filled with the Spirit would you just come up to this altar and just find you a place in the altar tonight and just give your heart out to God just just tell God I want to be filled with your Spirit hallelujah 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 I'm going to give you just a few moments. I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm not trying to trick you. Listen, God loves us. God wants, to be, it wants our lives to be filled with His presence and His power. There's a power. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's a power that will, will re resonate in your life like you have no idea. And you can't learn it and you can't earn it either. So if there's a place that you may be attending that's trying to teach people how to speak in tongues, you need to run from that. You can't earn Him and you can't learn Him. He's a gift. Just a few moments. I'm going to give you just a few moments and then I want to ask some of you that, will, that are Spirit-filled. I want you to come down here and I want you to gather around this altar with these that are here and let's pray for Him for them maybe you need something else in your life maybe you need healing maybe you you need sanctification maybe you're here tonight and you've never been born again I know sometimes in a small congregation like this and most everyone is familiar with everyone else sometimes we assume that everyone here is born again I don't want to make that assumption tonight. If you're here and you've never been born again, you've never accepted the sacrifice that Jesus gave for your sin, I want to give you an opportunity to come down to this altar and I want to pray with you. And I will just go ahead and tell you, I don't think it's just repeating a few words. If we look into what Jesus did and John did when they first came on the scene with their ministries, the first thing that they said was repent. You can't be born again if you haven't repented. I know this isn't cute and cuddly and makes you fuzzy all over, but it's the truth. I'm afraid the reason that a lot of people we see, they treat Jesus like a revolving door is because they've never truly been born again. But you can be. Hallelujah.
says be continually be being filled if you're in this room and you say it's been a long time since I've experienced an outpouring of the Holy Spirit I listened this morning to your Sunday school class Derek I got to hear him singing a little bit about the Holy Ghost falling listen it's not yesterday's bread if it's been a while since you feasted at the table then let tonight be your night. If it's been a while since you've allowed the Holy Spirit to flow through you, find a place. If even it's right where you are, find a place. Begin to begin to praise Him. Begin to seek Him. We can't we can't continue on yesterday's stuff. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We have to we have to walk in it. We have to walk in the Spirit of the Lord. When we walk in it, it's then we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We need to live. And breathe let him flow through us come on amen come on seek him in his house
Stretch your hands as well. I want to pray for Marvin's sister. How many know that God is a, a healing God? Amen. We know that He can do the miraculous. We're going to believe for your sister right now. Is that right? Father, I thank you, Jesus. God, Lord, you can cause things to go away. You can work a miracle in her life, Lord, and we're believing right now, God, as we agree together. You said if two agree on touching one thing, it shall be done. Lord, we're believing for complete healing, God. Lord, I pray you raise her up and strengthen her, God. Anoint her, Lord. Let the glory of God shine through. Let you be glorified in this situation, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you are right there where she is. She's not alone. God, she's not by herself. Lord, even right now, the angels of the Lord are around her. God, we are together believing for this miracle. Thank you, God, that you are the great physician. You are Jehovah, our fear, the Lord, our healer. And God, we believe it to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, I pray for her husband. God, that you will awaken his eyes. Lord, I pray that his heart be open. Lord, it's not that he's unaware. God, it's not that he hasn't heard, but Lord, he's been deceived. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that truth be revealed, God, that your Holy Spirit right now will awaken his heart to the truth of your word. Bring salvation. Your word says it's not my will for any to perish, but to all to come to repentance. And I pray even right now, God, that he comes to repentance, to know you as his Lord and Savior. God, to recognize that you are the only way, truth, and life. Even now, Jesus, have your way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Someone else. Someone else we can pray with. Someone else needs a healing right now. Yes. Let's pray for Sherry. Sherry was here tonight, but she has been having some major pains in her leg. And she's not sure what it is. Uh, let's believe with her right now. Can, can you just believe with me? Father, I thank you, God, that, Lord, she is a committed servant of God. And I pray that you'll touch Sherry right now. She's gone to the doctor, the hospital. Lord, I'm believing for an absolute healing, Lord. I'm believing when they get there, they're not going to find anything, that her leg's going to clear up, that the pain is going to be gone, that healing's going to take place in Jesus' name. God, I know, God, that you are an awesome God, and you are with her. Your word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you until the end of the age. God, we are declaring over her life healing and health in Jesus' name. Let it be so. Amen. Amen. Pray for Kathy Lozier. She fell and has been having some trouble with her knees. Father, I thank you, God, for Kathy. I thank you, Lord, for a husband who loves her, a husband who's here, a husband who believes. And, Lord, I, I agree with him even right now, God, that you're going to bring healing to her body. God, every generational curse 
every doubt, every fear be gone in Jesus' name. God, let her eyes be open to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let your healing, let your healing flow through her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, you don't have to leave here like you came. Come on. <laughs> There's someone else. If you're believing, you're expecting, come on now. Let's pray with you. It's like young people's going to lead the revival around here, don't you think? Don't you know it? Let it be so, Jesus. Let it flow, not just right here, but into their homes, into their schools, into their ball fields and everywhere else. Let the power of the Holy Spirit flow through them. Lord, I pray for an anointing to rest upon these young people. Lord, the enemy wants to intimidate. The enemy wants to, to quiet and silence the voice of your anointing. But I'm praying and believing that you're going to anoint them, that the power of God's going to flow through them. Lord, there's going to be miracles that take place because of the faithfulness and, the, and these young people seeking your face because they are walking in the anointing of God because they're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit Lord I'm believing that there's going to be things happening there's going to be young people that's going to come to them and, and want what they have because they're not walking the same as everybody else there's a peace about them there's a calm about them there's a power there's an aurora about them that says we are not the same as everybody else but we are the anointed children of God I'm believing for a boldness to rest upon them Lord a boldness of the Holy Ghost that you take away every fear every doubt every worry Lord that their eyes are focused on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Lord let the teeth of the line of the Holy Ghost like a Judah roar roar out of them let them know that they're powerful in your hands Jesus your word says that the righteous are as bold as a lion and I pray that there will be a boldness that rises up in them Lord that they're not intimidated by the words of their of the friends and, and of others that try to speak death into them or try to speak fear into them but Lord that they will look and they will declare the truth of your word and Lord, it is the truth that not only will set them free, but it will begin to set others free that they talk to. Let them be evangelists in this world. Let them be evangelists caring about the Word of God that lives are transformed through them. Thank you, Jesus. Fill them. As my brother said, cram them so full, God, that it begins to overflow and others see the overflow of their life. Bless them, touch them, strengthen them, empower them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Just wait, just plead for Harvey.